Welcome back to another episode of what it's really like to be an entrepreneur. I'm Vincent Lancey, speaker and author of the book, Left for Dead, A Story of Redemption. Want to know what it's really like to be an entrepreneur? Well, you came to the right place. Whether you're already an entrepreneur, or looking to start your journey tomorrow, or just someone who needs a little extra motivation to get through the day, this is the perfect podcast for you. This is the place where you will learn exactly what it's like in the world of entrepreneurship and hear authentic stories from entrepreneurs grinding on each episode. My goal for this podcast is to help you realize that giving up is never an option. If you missed the last episode, be sure to download it after you tune in today. Before I introduce my guest, I'll share another entrepreneurial story to inspire you all. Today, I'll introduce the entrepreneurial journey of Nate Martin, CEO and co-founder of Puzzle Break. So Martin's the co-founder of the first American escape room that was back in 2013 called Puzzle Break. I wanted to start this right up with one of his quotes. And prior to founding Puzzle Break, I completed my undergraduate degree after nine years and one dropout with a stellar 2.59 GPA. Additionally, and unsurprisingly, I was rejected by all but one MBA program. Thankfully, I had a better time with business than with academia. And I thought this was important to include for all of you listening on because sometimes people are better off in the workplace making it happen. He started this company in 2013 with just a $7,000 investment, and he's now a business journal 40 under 40 honoree. He's also touched on in the article how now the investment is much higher as expectations about escape rooms have grown. And, you know, he's a graduate from DigiPen Institute of Technology, a former poker player, and he was a senior executive at Microsoft and Electronic Arts before Puzzle Break. So he had this experience, molded it into his own company. Puzzle Break boasts a seven-figure revenue and a 100% year-over-year growth with no, no debt or startup funding. Hey, Sasha, what'd you like best about that story? I mean, I think that's a really fantastic story because it, it kind of shows you that contrary to popular beliefs, um, you don't really need that much money, like, you know, to start up, to, to turn, to create a multi-million dollar venture because the guy started off with $7,000. Now he has a multi-million dollar venture, you know? So it just goes to show you that, you know, it's not, sometimes it's not about finding the money to start. It's just about getting started. I think that's great advice right there because a lot of people feel that things are supposed to happen overnight, right? They're supposed to yeah. just happen, happen, but that's not the case in entrepreneurship. No, never. <laughs> that voice you all just heard, that's the sound of today's guest. My guest on the show today is someone I met back at University of Tampa during an awards ceremony about a month ago, and he's an entrepreneur from Haiti, thriving over there, so I had to have him on the show. I had the chance to learn a little bit about his company, K Mr. Cha-Cha which he's grown significantly. This brand is taking off on Facebook. All the way from Haiti, he's got over 33,400 likes. I had him have him on the show to learn more, so allow me to please introduce Shasha St. Lot. Sasha, thanks for coming on my show. Thank you for having me, man. It's a pleasure. The first time I kinda, I'm kind of doing an interview, so I hope I can help out and like, you know, give some advice out there. Oh, you're going to do great, man. Would you mind please introducing yourself to our listeners who don't know you and previewing your story a bit without giving just too much away of that entrepreneurial journey? Of course, man. So my name is Sasha St. Lot. I'm 26 years old. I'm from Haiti. Um, I graduated at, at the University of Tampa and uh, I majored in entrepreneurship and I had a minor in finance in 2015. And today I'm the founder and the CEO of Kaimis Cha Cha, as you just said. 
And Kamer uh, Sejacha is a three-year-old company that has that um, that is uh, mainly focused on the importation and distribution of uh, secondhand goods, mostly clothing and shoes. And now, after three years, we're about we're one of the top um, importers and distributors in that sector. So it's been a lot of a roller coaster ride, but so far so good. Absolutely. Well, I'm definitely interested to learn all about this journey, Sasha. And what I do on each episode, it's called the Big Five. On each episode, my guest and I will go over these five questions to help you, the listeners, learn what it's really like to be an entrepreneur. You ready to go? Yeah, man. Let's go. Great. So when did you realize that you either weren't happy with what you were doing or that you just needed some kind of change to truly start this entrepreneurial journey? Take us down that path. Man, I think it kind of starts uh, ever since I was a kid. So I kind of have this memory of me my mom dropping me off to school and then I would, I would ask her, you know, what, what you think, what is the best job? And I'm talking about like, I was probably, I don't know, man, I don't want to put a number, but, but probably I think it was, I was definitely in elementary school and I'm asking her, you know, what's a good job out there? What do you think is a good job um, to have? And she told me, you know, her, in her opinion, I should, every, I, I should probably own my business and in, in the future because there's nothing better than owning your own business. And I'll tell you, my parents were great, hardworking people. They had both um, high position, management positions, and two and two good companies in Haiti. But they didn't own their own business, so you know it kind of stuck in my mind. And then ever since then, I've just been, you know, always, you know, I would see hustle around in school, you know, selling candy, selling pens, making mixtapes mix at the time, and you know, you know, anything I can make, you know, a buck on. And then I guess uh, I went to. That's where I went to school. I got into uh, I got into the entrepreneurship program and then I just it got to me you know and then from there I would in school I would always find you know different hustles here and there like I said I would I was a promoter I ha- I got into in Haiti at the time even though I was in college I was doing you know motorcycle le- leasing leasing so it was something that was bringing me income while I was in school I was always you know looking for something to make extra bucks and then when I moved back to Haiti I I spent about three months. And Haiti, where I was kind of, you know, going around the market, because Haiti uh, is one of the poorest countries in, in the Western atmosphere. But I think that there's a lot of opportunity there. So I decided I wanted to go back home. I went back home. You know, I didn't have any businesses that I could go to because I didn't want to go work anywhere, anywhere like for anyone. So I spent about three months. I had a partner at the time. We went around Haiti, just went, you know, from province to province state uh, or what you would call a state from like province to province just okay. trying to you know city to city trying to understand how people did business because i was new to the business world and then you know kind of asking around seeing products speaking to people that had businesses and after three months me and my partner would just kind of like started doing stuff like actually like you know working so we would we first i, I think we got into food products we started importing some food products because I wanted to work, you know, with um, selling to the mass, basically, because I wanted to find off- affordable product that even the poorest people could, could buy, basically. So we got into the food product, we got into beverage, we got into detergent. We were getting all kinds of stuff. We would lose money, make money, mostly lose. <laughs> and then, uh, <laughs> Sounds like an entrepreneur, yeah. Yeah, yeah, man. And then we got into use, use shoes at the time, actually. We did one container of used shoes. It was everything we had, like all the money we had left, we put it into the used shoes together. And then now, as you know, we're like, you know what, this has to be it because, you know, we've been losing some, we're making some, nothing was steady. So we tried that one because we saw there was a market for it. And then when we when we shipped it, I guess we, we received it. Uh, you know, we had no idea what we were doing. 
we ended up losing a lot of money on this shipment. So it's like, you know, that was our last, our, our last chance. And then we, we kind of lost it. It's like, just, it's not exact figures, but like, if I was to give you an example, it's like we invested $25 and then we sold it for 10, basically. So, you know, it's, it, was a, it was a big loss, you know? So we kind of, at, at that point, we kind of stopped for a while and then we didn't know what, what was going to be the next move. So his father, which is like, has a big business in Haiti, told us, you know what, let's, why don't you guys come work for, for me? I'm trying to expand. I want to get, I want to, I'm, I'm creating another department. I'm getting bigger. So I want you guys to like, you know, kind of like structure my business and then make me to go to that other level, basically. But it kind of went against everything I kind of believed in because I was like, you know what, I didn't want to work for anybody. I wanted to do my own thing, even if I had to lose. But at the time I had a side business, which was like a lottery thing I was doing. And it, was, it wasn't recurring my full time. So I said, you know what, let me just go ahead, give it a try. So I said, okay, let me try to do it with him for six months. I told him I would give him six months just to, you know, to kind of get his, what, his operation up and running. So in about six months, I did it. And then after six months, I was like, you know what, I'm just doing the day-to-day. It's like, I, didn't, I don't know, I wasn't recognize, recognizing myself, you know. And then these guys told me if I wanted to, to renew the contract, I was like, no, it's not, because it's not for me. Like, I, I don't see myself doing that. But I guess they were kind of happy with the job. So they're like, you know what, let's, let's, let's come on, please stay. We'll give you shares in the company. And then, you know, we can grow together in, new, in the new venture we're doing. But it wasn't, it wasn't for me, man. It wasn't my dream that I was building. So I said, you know what, I'm going to get out of it. And then, you know, I told them, no, I was good. And my partner at the time, you know, he's like, yo, so what are, we gonna, what are you going to do next? Because me, I'm going to stay with my dad. I'm like, I think I'm going to get back to that, you know, that used clothing and used suit business. He's like, are you crazy, man? We just lost money on that. So <laughs> how the hell are you going to get back to it? I'm like, yeah, but we lost money, but it's not about business. I mean, it's, we went about it wrong. Right. And yeah, and then that's how I started. I think five days later, five days after, you know, I stopped working with them. I flew out to Miami at the time. And then I went to the States and then I kind of like made my first order again of the same stuff I had lost money on. That was actually went to Miami for that. I actually went to Miami to buy one container. I ended up buying nine containers. Don't ask me how and why. It's like, you know, when you're, I guess when you're just kind of working, things like unfold. Absolutely. It's like, you know, I went out there and then I was, my hopes was to buy one container and then I ended up buying nine. Didn't have the money for it. It's just like people were just, you know, handing me out, you know, um, I mean, not handouts, but I mean, helping me out, I guess. When I, was speaking, when I was explaining to them what I wanted to do, they were like, you know what, I'll help you out. I'll give you credit. This, you know, here and there, like, just kind of making, you know, making things happen. And then that's how this business started, man. I love it. You know, I think there's a lot of great lessons there of resilience, persistence, and trial and error. A lot of things in entrepreneurship is you're doing it. You're doing it. You're messing up a little bit. You're doing it wrong. You take what you did right and you apply it again. And you get the yeah. next piece and you fail again and you bring another. So I love all of that. But now that you're on this journey here, Sasha, what would you say one or two of the most difficult parts of being an entrepreneur are for you? I mean, I think it's all about being able to accept failure because I think you get a lot of failure through your career, through your, I mean, through your journey. And you're, it's all about being able to fail and then feel fast and then get back up. I guess even if it's, it comes down to losing money, being able to lose money, being able to make bad decisions and then being able to live and then move on. Because you're always going to be making, you know, mistakes and then you're going to lose from them. But those, I mean, those losses are just temporary. You just have yeah. to look, you know, look into them and see the, 
see the positive side and then see the lessons that you can learn from it and you just try to move on and get past it. Well put, well put. What would you say one more is here? Give us one more of those listeners and that big list of uh, difficult items for us. A very important thing as well is, uh, is getting knowledge, man. Trying to educate yourself. Because yeah, let's talk I about read that. A lot. I read a lot. I am somebody that um, I, comes, I come home every night. I read a lot. Depending on the chapter of my life where I am, I'll read something that's related to that. So if I'm at a Love point, where, I remember when I was in like the startup phase, I would read a lot, a lot of books about startups to understand what the startup life was like. Then when I got to, you know, to the expansion phase, I started reading books that would explain to me how, you know, how to expand. Then when I, when I got stuck in finance, I would get into finance. You know, it's all about the stages of my life I am. So I, I would say it's like kind of not being able to go out there and ask for help, be able to seek help. You know, whether it's from mentors, whether it's from people that, you know, from books, from videos, from online training, seminars, anything you could be able to ask for help because without knowledge, you know, it's, it's, it's hard to progress and move forward. And it's another great lesson there, humbling yourself and accepting that you're, you can't do everything yourself. You hear a lot of successful entrepreneurs come on the show and they talk about their team around them, the resources around them, the lessons they've learned, the books they've read. You know, you can't be good at everything, so you have to find either someone else who is, or you have to learn a little more, and you sound like a career student, career entrepreneur, and we talked a little bit about failures here, Sasha. What would you say one of your greatest failures or lessons learned is, and what did it teach you? Why is it still stuck with you all the way up until today? Man, I don't think there's one. There's probably many of them, because like I told you, even in the beginning, it was a lot of ups and downs, but there is one. I remember like uh, when I first started this business, I would say probably one year into it, um it's like you know when you're at a point where you feel like everything is just hitting you from left and right basically if i'm um if my timeline is correct at the time i had made like i found this big i guess like a, a good seal basically it was a good seal it looked like a really good something i can make money on you know one of those that signed like too good to be true <laughs> what well, i guess it, it was too good to be true and then i kind of like it was i i sold something to somebody and then it was like a, a good deal for me but ended up the person it was a, how do you say that? He was, a, I don't know the correct word in English, but it was a con artist. Okay. So basically I got conned. And then I, it was, a, the person gave me like, he made up this whole thing and then gave him a check and then the check bounced. And then I'm calling the bank and then they're telling me there's no company under such name. This check is a fake check. And then oh, actually wow. this guy's being investigated. So, you know, it's like I got screwed basically. Yeah. And then, uh, uh, I would say probably that, so it's like, it was a big hit at the time. And so that was already, because I was already, I didn't start a business with much money. So, you know, at the beginning, you're already tied up with cash flow, cash yeah. is being tied, you know, you're, you have to monitor everything you're spending money on. So I lose that one. And then about two weeks later, one of my containers of shipments of my goods, the, the secondhand clothing, they come in and then the container was, it had a leak. So everything in there is damaged and there's nothing I can do with it. So it's like, even though I can get insurance, but I need the cash flow right now. This is, you right. know, when you're starting up, it's like, it's that money that you're expecting to, to play with, to roll with, so you can grow. So that was that one shipment that I was wait, waiting for to come back from that, that check issue. And then that container is like, I told you, it, it was, there was a leak. So I lose everything in it. Like, man what'd you do to bounce else. back there though what'd you do to bounce back from that oh no there, there's more to it there's more to it so i'm like okay so you know what i think it comes down to not being able to to be to not being scared of taking risks so i kept moving and i said you know i kept fighting 
And then I, I, went, I went again, I made another shipment with a different supplier at the time that I was starting with, which had given me like, you know, the first shipment was good. Second shipment was okay. And then this third shipment, which is about a month after, this all this incident happens, if it, it's like I got screwed again. So basically what I paid for was not what I received. It's as if you're paying for like a, a, a $10 glasses, a $10 pair of glasses and they give you a $1 pair of glasses. Mm. So I got, I got, you know, hit again with that one. So it was, I was like, damn, I'm getting hit nonstop here, left and right. But you know what, man? It's like, what I realized through that time is like, all of this was temporary. So it was setbacks that were, you know, setting me back temporarily. It was not defeat. It was just, you know, obstacles that I had to go through to get to where I am today. So, you know, every time I would just always, you know, keep my head up, keep fighting, and then, you know, learn from those mistakes and then just keep pushing, keep pushing. It's a great lesson. Like, we, you, it's all about persistence with you. It's been the theme of our episode where, you know, you find something that doesn't work and you don't give up, you do it again. Yeah. It's all about, you know, being able to take those, those kind of hits day by day. And then, you know, some days are going to be good, some days are going to be bad. But, you know, you have to hold the faith that whatever you're doing is, you know, it's for the greater purpose. And keep that mission or that or that objective in your head to keep moving forward. That's the thing. You gotta just find a way to keep pushing. And once you start this world of entrepreneurship, once you get in that world, I should say, you realize that most of the time things aren't gonna go your way or you're gonna fail, or you're gonna have to find a new way to do it. So eventually you do become accustomed to it. So you always gotta keep learning. But if you could learn from any entrepreneur, have a conversation with anyone, dead or alive, who would it be? Again, man, uh, this question, that's, that's a difficult one. The reason why there, I feel like there's so many people out there that I look up to, and I feel like um, for me, it's not about that one person. It's about what each of them kind of has, if, if that makes sense. Yeah. You know, for instance, I love Mark Cuban. I think he's a phenomenal entrepreneur. I love his energy, his dedication to whatever he believes in. So that's somebody, you know, I look up to. And then, you know, it's, like I said, it's all about, I think everybody has their own thing that you could, you know, you could look into. So, um, who else I can look to? I like, I love Grant Cardone. I think he, he did an amazing, uh, work in the real estate sector. Yes. Um, I also love, love Mike, Mike Bloomberg, which I think, you know, he is like a phenomenal businessman that went into polit politics, which I think is a great thing also, because, you know, I guess when you get to a certain level, you have to kind of help out you know the country itself or wherever you is it that you're coming from so yeah i love it's how you talk about this too because sasha you're just you're you're like we talk everybody has their strengths right their weaknesses you're picking out the strengths of these guys pulling it in and making it your own which is very very admirable and that's how you keep pushing as an entrepreneur you constantly reinvent and pivot yourself but let's look into the future here man let's look one year and five years where do you see yourself in all of your entrepreneurial endeavors one year from today all right man it's a good question, man. Um, I've always pushed myself to be better every day. And um, I do the same in my business, no matter the, circ the circumstances. For instance, Haiti has been going through a lot of political um, and economical crises for the past, I would say, three or four years. So, but it, it never stopped me, you know, from moving forward and from growing my business. And I've been growing exponentially. So I, I expect to do the same now, even though we're going through this time that we're going through right now. So I want to be greater than I am today. To one year from today, I definitely want to be, you know, 10 times more than I am right now and push my business. I had to put a lot of goals for this year. So I'm still aiming to get to these goals, no matter the circumstances. 
even though we're, we're right now stuck home with the COVID situation, but I'm still pushing and still, you know, trying to open as much as I can to keep pushing forward and move forward. So I definitely want my team to be bigger. I want, you know, my business to be bigger. And I'm also looking to get into other projects, especially, you know, um, overseas. Any idea what those projects might be with Field? Uh, I'd rather for now, let's, I, you know, I'm still working on them, so nothing right. official. But with, in a five-year period, I really, I'm really looking into getting international in the sense that I don't, I don't know how yet or what product or even you know, what services, but I want to be international in the sense that I want to be able to you know, export whether it is my services or my products or even my business right. everywhere. Everywhere, you know, be international, be all over the globe because I feel like right now it's easier, you know, to be everywhere at the same time. So, well, you're a big vision. You got to have a broad mind. You can't be narrow minded in entrepreneurship. You constantly, because it's your passion, right? This isn't just a nine to five. This is something you believe in. So, you see this world evolving from it. But I love it, man. Thank you so much, Sats, for coming on my show today. I know the listeners are going to see all the value in your show. I enjoyed how you started the show and you really took us into that journey of how you came up. You started out hustling in school, mixtapes, selling different things, trying to make money. You knew the nine to five wasn't for you. So you didn't try to force something. You went ahead and you did what you needed to do, what you thought you could thrive at. And your business is certainly doing well. And I also liked your story of the failure, how you were honest with that, because that's a good story for everybody because it can happen to anybody. And it kind of just have to know how to combat those situations. And you did a great job at that. But it's time for the last word. Is there something you'd like to share with our listeners today that we did not get to touch on yet here? Uh, I would say, man, uh, that the, for me, it doesn't matter what you're trying to do or, or um, what your goal is. But you just, I think you have to think big enough. You don't need to know how you're going to get there. But you just have to know that you're going to get there. So it doesn't matter like, if you have no money or if you have like, all, every, all the odds are against you. Whatever you want to do, just put yourself out there. Try to make it happen. Believe that you're going to be able to make it happen. And I believe that you're going to make it happen. That's, so that's what I would say. It's not about, you know, you don't necessarily need to know, you know, know every step of how it's going to happen. Just trust that it's going to happen and believe yourself enough that you're willing to fight and make moves, the, how, move everything. So that I it, love it. Happens. I love the positivity. It's contagious, man. You're a grinder. You're definitely going to inspire people on here today. But would you mind please sharing your, your professional social media ways for everybody to follow this journey you're on? Of course, man. Um, I'm not much of a social media guy, so, but I'll give you my, my, um, the, my business's Facebook page. It's um, K-A-Y. So that's K for house and Creole, which is my, my, my language. M-R, which is Mr. Cha cha C H A C H E. So I'm gonna repeat that. It's K A Y space M R space C H A C H E. Go ahead. All right, man. All right, Vincent. Thank you for having me, man. One more thing I want to add before I leave is I remember once I was reading a book. Uh, it's called "It's Not About the Money," and then uh, they said it's it, it was it goes back to what I was saying earlier about you know you don't really need money to create a multi-million dollar venture. And, you know, it says that um, contrary to beliefs, you know, creating wealth has to do with your mind, your attitude, and the way you think. Money is just a piece of paper. So it, it's, it's, it's only, it only has the value that you give it, you know. You don't need to focus on what you're doing. You, all you need to do is focus on what you're doing, not on the money. You know, money is just going to be an outcome and a goal. And I mean, not a goal. It's, it's going to be an outcome of whatever you're doing. 
Love it. Everybody be sure to check that out. And also remember to check out the show on LinkedIn at what it's really like to be an entrepreneur. And we're also over on Instagram and Facebook at your favorite morning podcast. Of course, my handles are at Vincent A. Lancey on all social media and YouTube. And if you want to check out the show on Twitter, we're at Podcast by Lancey. Be sure to check out my book, Left for Dead, A Story of Redemption on Amazon now. But DM me or email me. I do want to hear what you all think. If you enjoyed today's episode, please continue listening and rate what it's really like to be an entrepreneur five stars. I work hard to find value delivering stories for you on each episode. As always, I will end the show with a quote that inspired me and know it will for you too. And this one is from Nate Martin, the entrepreneurial spotlight from today's story and CEO and co-founder of Puzzle. Make something now. You don't need to wait for that degree or that funding or that job. Just sit down and make something today and go from there. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you all on the next episode of What It's Really Like to Be an Entrepreneur.